Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to a bonus episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? Deadline day. We have a lot of deals to get to, but of course, the team that everybody around here cares about the Boston Celtics did not make a move. And I know a lot of people were frustrated, upset about it, getting questions about it on Twitter. Why didn't they make a move? People demanding that Danny answers for, uh, for not making a deal when this team is looking like a contender, but they're one player away. We have all three of us around to record. Ty is always Matt's is back from the dead. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. That sounds totally disingenuous. <laughs> Uh, I have to imagine you you are the most upset with, of the three of us right now that, that a move is not made by the Celtics. Uh, that I am? Yes. Well, I just uh, – obviously, Danny Ainge is betting on on this team. That's literally, that's literally what it is. I mean, he's betting on – he thinks he's got enough. Well, I don't think he does, but he clearly now, does. Where, where did you guys – we know what we've been saying the whole time. I've been saying the whole time how this is what they're – looking for based on the players that they're linked to. Do you guys first think that the approach was right on Ainge's part and the Celtics part? Bertans and, and then it was Markeith Morris and, and Christian Wood. Well, I think the guys they were going after, it was, what's the saying? Like, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Like, their stomach is what they were willing to part with, and their eyes were they were looking to get a big fish, but they weren't willing to part with anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like you wanted to go get Andre Drummond, and you had talks about Love and Thompson, and you're tied to, to Clint Capella, Davis Bertans, and like all those guys required at least one first round pick, and and probably a a decent player, a guy maybe a Romeo Langford or you know Daniel Tice, someone, and you you didn't hear ties of a smaller player. You only heard those bigger names, and they didn't want to get rid of a first round pick again. So. I don't know what they're going to do with these three first-round picks going into next year's draft, but we'll you must have been so happy that Romeo Langford didn't get moved. Ecstatic! He got the start last night for a reason. Brad Stevens oh. trusts him. <laughs> oh my god! He played his role last night to not be the you know not to defer whenever he got the ball and to score when he had great opportunities, and he did. He was three for four. He played really good defense on Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross, one for five when those guys were shooting the basketball last night. Brad Stevens trusts him. He's a rookie. He didn't start Chevy. <laughs> I know. Thank I mean, God. Matt and I were in the same boat. Don't, don't, don't start with this, the Shemi shade, all right? You're, he plays in the big games. You know that. The, when, uh, when, when Romeo Langford hasn't been on the roster. Yeah, why hasn't he been on the roster, Ty? It's not because of health of because late. He's a rookie. So now exactly. that he is in the roster, which Shemmy is there, he's going to overtake him in the rotation. Oh, in the future, he should offer more than, than Shemmy does, but he does not offer more right now at this moment. He started last night, so he fit the role pretty well. Well, he started over Matt's guy at Wanamaker, which is what matters most importantly. That's but the guy that should have traded. I thought – 
I mean, if you're talking about getting rid of salary and stuff, I thought – I would think, yeah, that might be a guy. But they, you know how they talk about him. They weren't going to do that. I thought – seriously, I think, Matt, you were in the same boat as me, right? You thought when they started Langford against the Magic, he was going to um, – they were showcasing him. Same with Poirier. Why the hell was he in there? He stinks. Oh, okay. Thank you. Ty, would you please care to give us your pitch on Vincent Poirier? Because this one's this one's mind blowing. Why is this mind blowing? I said I said the jury's still out on him. We don't know what he is. I know what he is. <laughs> Go ahead. He's played one. He's played ninety nine minutes of, of professional basketball in America. We don't know who he is. Matt, who is he? Irrelevant NBA basketball player. I, I didn't say he's gonna be a starter or anything. Like, it makes it seem like I called him a future All Star, like Romeo. Is. He's he's to me he's he's irrelevant. <laughs> That's what he is. Wait, don't, don't let the, the important detail get lost in there. Ty is saying Romeo is a future all star. The guy the guy with the guy that can't shoot a fifteen foot jump shot, that guy. And then hey, um, Markel Fultz couldn't shoot it shot. He forgot how to shoot and he, now he's looking good too. So he does look There's pretty hope. damn good. Yeah. I'm you know, yeah. the jury's out in Poirier. Good the, move, Danny, by not training him. I don't I don't uh, agree with that at all. I think if you were gonna Matt, go and get oh, Matt, what I was saying what I was saying to Nick was there's no way they were trading with the deadline because they just brought him over from France. That'd be kind of like a – I mean, I know you don't take feelings into it when you're making a move, but you just brought a guy over from France on a multi-year deal and you invested in him. He's been hurt. He hasn't really gotten a real opportunity. Instead of trading, would be giving up on him like super – like a short leash. I know you guys may not like him, but from Danny's perspective, I, he wasn't going to part with him. I never thought there was any chance he was going to get traded or Romeo. I've, I've, I thought I, if anyone would, it'd be like Javante or, you know, I don't know, Tice maybe. I think the problem is the Celtics are one piece away, and I don't think it's a huge piece, but Danny didn't make a move, which kind of pisses me off. Now, I didn't want him to go. <laughs> you didn't have to make, like, some sexy move and bring some – like I didn't need Capella. I didn't need that. I feel like they needed something, and he he just didn't do anything, which kind of pisses me off. Because, like you said, Ty, he's, like, stashing those three picks. Like, dude, trade those two first-round picks. Who the hell cares? The right. the issue when you talk – I mean, moving the picks is ridiculous. I mean, that should – you have that there at your disposal. You look at the Sixers deal, and they get Glenn Robinson the third, and they get Alex, Alec Burks, two guys that – if you're trying to add offense off the bench and they help stretch the floor, boom, one of those two right there. I thought Solomon Hill might have been in the mix too when we saw that he was getting pulled from the Grizzlies game the other night. But the issue was you talk kind of along the lines of what Ty's saying here, where you bring Vincent Poirier over and then you don't want to give up on him. He's coming from France or whatever. I'm not saying this is okay. Okay. I'm saying this, I think that ties onto something here because when you look at the Warriors situation, they weren't willing to take guys on, and the Celtics didn't want to get rid of a guy who was on a multi, who was on a deal pass next year, and then have him be waived. So that was that came out, and I don't know if it was O'Connor or Shams. I, one of those guys reported it was, it was O'Connor or Woj. I think it was O'Connor. But anyways, that's my point, though. They, they're running into that issue. It was Keith Smith. That's who it was. The Celtics didn't want to do that, and that's why when these IT rumors pop up, Ty, that's why I asked you what you were thinking about with Glenn kind of poo poo and everything. I think that's the same thing with any guy in the buyout market right now too, which is also ridiculous because you should be looking in there and seeing who, who you can add because they are one piece away. Whether you think they need to add a rim protector um, who's, who's on the cheap or you, they need to add some offense off the bench, I don't think they're going to do it because they're, they don't want to 
not, I'm not saying they're screwing these guys over, but that's what they feel like they do in this situation if they waived anybody. And they're worried yeah. about chemistry too, aren't they? Like disturbing the chemistry by breaking the team up. I mean, come on. You're not getting rid of any of your top eight guys here. You're talking about guys nine through 15. Yeah. And I, I, the thing is, I I don't, Poirier, I know like Brad has said how Poirier is a good, uh, he's a funny guy to have around. And I know all the guys love Javante. I've seen how they are. Funny guy. Yeah. Funny. But the the Javante one. It's good to have funny guys. Are you, do you, would you give up on Javante, Matt? I mean, if it brought in a, uh, like a, 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 that piece that I'm talking about, yeah, I would, tr- I would get, I'd trade him. I'm not saying I don't like him. I just, mm. I mean, I'm not like, oh, we need to hold on to him. Anybody under the top, like, seven guys, like, screw it. I would have got rid of him, moved him. I don't care. I get your you're point. Not, you're I'm- not breaking up chemistry. You're not breaking up chemistry if you keep those. Tops. That's why, like, when people were saying get rid of Gordon and stuff, I was like, that, that's not worth it. You, and you're not, you're not moving forward. You're moving you, backwards. You, yeah, there's no – at best, you're spinning your tires. But, no, the, what I meant with, with the Javante one was Ty was saying get rid of Javante before Poirier. That's kind of what I meant. Is he the first guy on your list that you say we should get uh, rid of him? No, po- Poirier is first on my list. Poirier's first on my list, too. So, Ty, who, who, is Javante first on yours? I think it has to be. It's a guy who has no money. I mean, he has a non-guaranteed deal for next year. It's like nine hundred grand for this year, so the season's half over, whatever. So, I get rid of him. I mean, he doesn't play that much. All he can really do is he's, if he become if he is a lottery ticket and it hits, what is he? Just Derek Young Jr. from the Heat? Like, maybe a dunker? Uh, like, I know Angie's told him he turns – he sees him turn into Tony Allen. That's like he, the guy he compares him to. I don't. I don't think so. I'll, I mean, if you you could have got me, you know, I think Aaron Holiday was one of the guys mentioned by um, Bill Simmons, like as his dream trade for the Celtics, which is like a minor ass piece. But that's a guy they would need as a scorer off the bench. I wouldn't mind like trading Javante for that. Yeah, I yeah. If that's what the move was, if we're talking about chemistry and like the bottom guys, I get what you what you guys are saying. Javante is a guy, though, more so than Poirier that would impact something along those lines, I think. I'm surprised that they didn't float one of the rookies, though. Even if it wasn't Romeo, if it was Carson, and someone's thinking that maybe we can turn him into something. I mean, Danny ain't said himself. Way too low. I get that, but if you're just – but Ty, I mean, they're – who is it? The, the Warriors, he just got three picks that are going to be worth nothing. They're often – I mean, they're, they're the, what, Mavericks – and one might have been the Sixers, and then it's an, another team. Like they're not going to be these great picks for those three for Robinson and Burks. I just have a hard time imagining that they couldn't have that. I don't know. The the, the market I just, was. I just weird. hope if the Celtics if the Celtics don't make it to where I think they should make it, which I think it should be the NBA Finals, then then I hope people come back and give Danny a whole bunch of shit because. Like, what is he in, – in, in this sense of, what, like, what are we waiting for? Like, there's no more – like, right now, they have, they have the pieces if they added that one more piece to make a serious run at winning a title. And do you buy into, Matt, because you've been off for a little bit, do you buy into that it, that it was – it should have been what they were going for, the score thing, or should have been a big? I, to be honest with you, I, I don't know what – which way I want to go with it because I honestly don't care. I just think they're missing a piece. It could, it, it, if it was the guy from Washington, I'd be fine with it because they're adding something. Mm. Um, 
And but personally, like, you know who I would love is if they if they somehow. But I I think I saw that it's probably not going to happen. If if Thompson got bought out and they could get Tristan Thompson, I think that's a great ad. Yeah, so there were reports of that, yes. and then um, and then Aldridge said he's not going to. David Aldridge of the Athletics said he's going to get not going to get bought out. It, I don't. Th- the thing is, I, I mean, I know it was. What was it? We had it on the website. It was Brian Windhorst who said it. Then I think Scoop B had it. The only reason I think that wouldn't happen, I agree with you. It'd be a great ad. I don't think it would happen because of the same stuff we're talking about right now where they're worried about, you know, not getting rid of guys with guaranteed money or contracts past this year, which to me, chemistry is one thing, but to not want to get rid of guys for, for, because they have a contract that's a two year deal or whatever, that blows my mind a little bit. That's surprising. I thought, I well, thought, I thought you're in the business to win championships. Isn't that what the whole thing is? I mean, is he more worried about cleaning up his image because of stuff that, you know, daddy Anthony Davis said last year? Some bullshit? Mm, to play devil's advocate, and maybe Danny thinks that this team, like, yeah, it's it's an NBA Finals, you know, and that's the end goal is to get there. But, like, this this team clearly hasn't peaked. So, if you have all these young-ass guys on multi-year deals with Jalen and Tatum and Gordon Hayward and Kemba and these young rookies getting into year two and three – then they should be getting better next year and in 2020, what, 2022? So yep. maybe he thinks they haven't peaked yet. So if you get this this group together, one through, I guess, 10 or 12 together for two more years, like, it could be really fucking good. But I don't know. He, he should – but if it's not win now, then you never know. Like, you may not be this good next year or a year from now. He better think that – Jason Tatum is going to turn into a top five player in the league, if that's the case, Ty, because you know who's coming back friggin' next year, who's waiting in the wings, and they, and they don't have it. They're at the bottom of the Eastern Conference in the playoff run right now. The friggin' Nets. Durant. Yep, Durant and the friggin' Nets, and they're going to be a huge issue. So now you're going to have them. I mean, the Sixers are a shit show, so I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm worried about them for long term necessarily, but then the. Um, the Heat have clearly proven that they're a problem. And then the Bucks still, too, if, if Giannis sticks around. So now, I mean, you're, you're looking at, what, four or five teams in there? And the Pacers, too, because Victor Oladipo is going to be at full strength next year, more or less. This year is the time to strike. That's why it's so – I think that's why Celtics fans are so upset, and they should be. Because, you, yeah, you could compete next year, but this is as good a chance as you've had in how long? Well, I would say only – to all those teams you named are below the Celtics now. Like, the Heat are, I would say, as good as the Celtics, although I would probably give the edge to the Celtics. The Pacers, not nearly as good. Like, you know, the only team you're chasing really is clearly the Bucks, And, like, they're clearly the best team in the league this year. And so, like, are they going to be as good next year? Like, are they going to be a 72-win team next year? Like, probably not. Like, there's going to be guys who are going to want to get more money and stuff. So, like, it could open up next year and the Celtics could be better. So like from Danny's perspective, like it's not it, like this year. Yes. You do want to win a title and get to the NBA finals, but next year could be the year where like the goal was winning it, not just getting there. If you're being a good GM, you know, if you know, there's a need, you go, you go get something. And I, I don't know that article you sent about, like he said, there was no good deal to be had. Like, dude, I, and, and again, I know the Drummond thing, like, he's probably too much money we'd have to give up to Matt Shiles. Do you – I mean, what Cleveland gave up to him is crazy. Well, okay, so I don't know Cleveland's cap situation, 
but knowing what they have on the roster in terms, they had Kevin Love, they have Thompson. Um, what in the hell was that? I think I well, think they had a lot more space to, and that's why they were able to give some of that. Like that's why they were able to give away so they, little. Why would Cleveland but, even trade for him? I don't understand why they trade for him, and I don't know why the Pistons would want so little back. I don't well, know. I think obviously they obviously thought he's walking at the end of the year. A, and then he's B, not. He, Matt, he's under contract. Uh, oh, so well, maybe he's a player option was, next year. Yeah, does he? Okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Cap. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I, I was I was listening to them talk about it. Uh, so, on, TN, on TNC, but, uh, but anyway, they I, I'm guessing they thought he was gonna walk, and that was the best deal they could get. Which, dude, is did anybody know Brandon Knight's still in the league? Nope, he's making 15 mil. Are you shitting me? He's making 15 million I, when dollars. I, when I, I didn't even see how much he was making, wow. I just saw his name, and I was like, the last time I remember Brandon Knight is when Kyrie Irving crossed him up in that. Uh, <laughs> Was it the Rising Star? Or was yeah, Rising Star crap. Yeah. That was the last time yeah. I saw. Remember Brandon Knight being in a game. That's crazy. John Henson's making nine million. That's twenty four right there. That's how you match it. Jesus, like, yeah. Those two guys are bums. They're bums. That's twenty four million dollars your cap right there. That's what. That's. I mean, like the Celtics don't hand out dumbass deals like that. Like the Cavs gave Henson, or well, they traded for Henson, who was a part of a four-year, $48 million deal. Holy moly. The Bucks gave him that like four years ago, and they, they got rid of him fast. So Drummond has the option for next year um, for $28.75 million, and he was pissed on yeah, Twitter yeah. afterwards. Well, so Pistons, Pistons were just trying to clear up cap space too then. Yeah, and, and I get, I and get that move then. And tank, well, yeah, I, uh, yeah, they're it makes them uh, worse, and it shreds a bad, bad uh, contract. Yes, and it shreds a bad contract. That, that was that was the most surprising deal of the day, I would say. I don't think I, the the D-Lo one was the biggest one with Wiggins, but uh, I think this the deadline deal day was uh, the most surprising one. It had to be that. Do you guys agree? I just can't. Yeah, for what they got back in return, Jesus. Brandon Knight, that made me that made me laugh. I couldn't believe he's still in the league. <laughs> so now real quick, the ties is make fifteen millions worse. How about Bruno Caboclo? Do you guys remember that name? <laughs> Come again, <laughs> Bruno Caboclo. Are we talking about soccer? So he was the guy on I think draft night, like twenty fifteen or sixteen. Fran Fischilla. He because he's the international like draft guy for ESPN. So yeah, like, he said right, he was like really he, good. Oh, he he knows every fucking player from Europe. It's unbelievable. So like, all right, Fran, let's go to you. Let's get the scouting report from Bruno Caboclo, and he's the guy that goes, "Yeah, Bruno, I don't really know too much about him. All I know is he's two years away from being two years away." Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's usually pretty spot on with stuff like that. And I think he's averaged like 1.6 points a game for his career. He's trash. He never got to be in two years away. He's still far away. Was he in that trade? Yeah, he got traded today in the deadline to the Grizzlies. Oh, I'm sorry, Grizzlies? To the Rockets. Yeah, okay. he was in the Covington trade. Was it 12-player trade? Four teams? Right? Yeah, it was like a whole fucking roster. So, I mean, it was the – well, whatever. I mean, we'll, 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 uh, we'll touch on that in a minute. Before we get off – just because I want to be able to get off the Celtics, Matt alluded to that Danny Ainge – um, interview that he did with Himmelsbach of the Globe. And the first quote that's in this, I, I have to imagine, is maddening to Celtics fans. 
Don't confuse activity with achievement. <laughs> I mean, no shit, but come on. He, we're, the, the, he said this, he got this one from Red. The best trades I ever made were the ones I didn't make. I held restraint. It's like, Danny, you know, we get it. Sometimes you can't make a deal. Oh, God. Everybody and their mother is saying you have to do something at the deadline if you, have, if you want to contend. And I get your point, Ty. You got to play chess, you can't, as, as, especially as a GM or president of basketball ops. You can't play checkers. But at the same time, they're, the, the league's vulnerable right now. You know, the, the, the Clippers are, are good, but they're not unbeatable based on what we've seen this year. They have a lot of talent, but they're not unbeatable. The Lakers – same thing. And then the Bucks, And I know the Bucks didn't make all, a move. All the teams that I think – well, they don't Bucks. need to. All the teams that are, like, on that cuffs of contending to get to the finals in their own conferences. The Lakers actually didn't make a move, but they're giving J.R. Smith a tryout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please sign him. Anyways. But, uh, like so the they didn't Clippers, make a move, but the Clippers the Sixers, did. The Heat. I don't know. I, I just think a lot of the teams that were are contending made a significant move to, you know, fortify their chances of, of contending. The Clippers one was a little bit surprising, too, because it was you're going and poaching a guy after the Knicks. I know it's Morris who had been linked to them before, but then they also parted ways with Harkless, who I know you liked him, Matt. Were you surprised that he got moved, uh, he got moved to the Knicks? Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I thought they liked him over there, but I yeah. don't know. I, I don't really love Morris, but uh, I know that we almost ended up with his brother around wanted, here too. I just want a guy that wants to chuck up threes, I guess. Apparently, do you think they moved him because of those comments like the other week about uh, Jay Crowder being like a female play, like female type of player? The Knicks definitely wanted to move him. Uh, that was, I'm sure, that helped in the in the Knicks process. I don't <laughs> know why they wanted to move Harkless out of L.A. though. That one surprised like he's averaging- me. 20 points a game almost, and, like, he's only been there, what, three months, four months? Mook? Yeah, how, how long has Mook been there? Yeah, not, he's been there for however – since November, so. First season, right? Yeah, yeah, but you don't need – you know, I mean, you're going to bring Mook over to go and score – you don't need him to do – I mean, you need him to, just, I guess, help spread the floor, but that's it. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I was I was surprised that that was – I was surprised. I thought the whole thing for them was they needed – like, I remember Perk saying they need to get a center and, and get a legit big, which, I mean – that's also Perk saying that you take it with a grain of salt. He wants everybody to have a legit big. Um, but but you guys have alluded to a few of the deals, just so everybody's aware of of the bigger ones that went down. Um, we can touch on however many you guys want. Miami got Iguodala, Jay Crowder, Solomon Hill. Um, Crowder and Hill get to play with Iguodala for the first time, even though they've been teammates since November. Um, Memphis got waiters, and I guess they're planning to waive him. They're also getting Winslow. And Iguodala got a two-year extension worth $30 million, which I was like, $30 million for Iguodala at this point in his career? Gallinari was supposed to get moved there, and I, th- I think that is part of why Crowder and Hill got ended up ended up moving to uh, Miami as well. But I guess they wanted to talk extensions with him, and they couldn't come to terms on it. Um, you guys saw me anywhere if there's one you want to weigh in on first. We talked about move. Wait, hold on. The Iguodala thing is bananas. You haven't got a chance to talk about any of it yet. Bananas. How do they getting... give him $30 million? That's $15 million more dollars than Brandon Knight's making. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I was surprised by that move. And everybody's all hyped about the – Don't get me wrong. It's, crazy. it's a good move. I, I think it's a good move, but I, I don't understand the money. I don't, I don't get the money. No, you extended So he's been even a better 
move if they got Danilo too. If they would have got both, that would have been pretty solid. Oh man, if they had gotten them both, I thought that was going to happen. I mean, obviously, but I think Memphis Memphis has been doing awesome. I think Memphis is like you know acquiring you know some really good players. Ty, you like the Justice Winslow move, right? Yeah, I I just don't like Iguodala anymore. I mean, I know he's been a role player for basically his whole career in Golden State, like, but like now he's like strictly a three point shooter who shoots like thirty like. 3%. Like, he's not that great. 15 million bucks a year for a guy who just doesn't much. Like, no thanks. Yeah, he's barely a three-point shooter anymore. He's a defender. He's a defensive guy, and that's pretty much it. And I question how well he's going to do with that this year. I mean, I'm sure he's been working out, but he's you can't replicate game reps. And, And honestly, like, he's getting praised from some people for sitting out and doing his thing or whatever. It's like, dude, you're getting... People act. Some no, these guys act no, like I don't like that. I don't like no, that. They're acting and like he's getting, just, he's like pulling teeth or whatever. You're you're getting no. paid seventeen million dollars a year, and you play with a young team. No. So what if they suck? You're getting seventeen mil. Well, make them not suck. I have, I have two I have two comments. One, uh, his, the Dylan Brooks comments are Dylan Brooks is right to say all that stuff he was saying. Yeah, we're all in agreement there. Iggy, like he should be saying that stuff because that's BS. Number two. I think it's BS that Iguodal gets paid even though he doesn't want to play. That's yeah, the that's crazy dumb. thing. Right? It should be like – I mean, I don't know. Does, I'm guessing NBA does game checks. But I know, like, obviously in the NFL, like, if you don't play, you don't get paid, right? Right. There's, there's a certain uh, – yeah, exactly. That's why strikes never work out but in the I, NFL. But I think that's – that's that, yeah, and that's I think that's cra- – what, because Iguodal gets traded there. He doesn't want to play there because he's at the point in his career where he only wants to play for contender. You can just sit and you should be able to. All right, fine. You don't want to play, but you shouldn't get you shouldn't get any money. No, I agree with you. It's I mean, and people are saying, That's "Oh, good job for like empowering yourself and all this crap." Is no. What are you talking That's about? The problem what? with the NBA. Dwayne Devin got fined for publicly requesting a trade like fifty G's. <laughs> but Andre Iguodala can say, "I'm not playing for y'all until you until you tra- you trade me," and he makes his money. Yep. Uh, yeah, it that doesn't make any sense. sense. I don't. I don't understand that. That's the problem with the NBA, though. It's so stupid. And then and see, and the problem is that you'll have that, and that's been made okay by some of these guys because. Players go and make it like, this is okay, this is awesome, because Drummond goes and gets screwed and gets sent to Cleveland. Now, we all know, like, you know he's going to opt out of Cleveland and stuff, and he might have done that in Detroit anyways. But I guess their whole thing is, oh, he didn't have any power in saying, you know, oh, I don't want to go to Cleveland. It's like, you get $227 million, and you have to go deal with Cleveland for a, for a few months. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the end wall. That's the NBA right there. The, the the that part of it, the business part where guy players get all pissed and yeah, whatever. But I just don't think I think players should have, you know, choice of where they want to go play when they become a free agent. But in the sense of if you do get traded, you have the obligation to go and play, not mm-hmm. sit and get paid. If you want to sit, fine. But you're not getting money. No. Mm-hmm. I mean cuz I mean, I what what is what was his contract? What is what was he making just sitting out? Seventeen. <laughs> Tough 17. life. Holy yeah. sh- holy shit! Tough life. It's it's, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. I, it's, I mean, he 
Anyways, by the new- way, by the way, I love the. Um, I know you haven't gotten to it. I love the the trade, the Wiggins trade for the Warriors. I that like was that what I was trade. actually getting to next. So Delo's now with his boy Cat out in Minnesota, and then Wiggins is the with the Warriors, and that got rumored when we did our normal weekly episode. But I know you liked him at, but Ty, um, Ty, you were a little confused by it, right? Originally. Yeah, I don't know why the Warriors are doing it. Matt, care explain because I know you liked it right away as soon as you heard about it. Because the, the Warriors don't need D'Lo. He's redundant. Well, like why? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Why? Why do you need him? You don't need him. Now, do I love Wiggins? Not really. But I mean, maybe change of scenery would be good for him. It's not like he doesn't have talent. And maybe being paired with the two best shooters of all time, maybe that helps him. But they need the Warriors need wing players that to go with the. The, the Splash Bros. They don't need uh, they don't need a D-Lo. I, I just I feel like that wasn't a great. I always felt like they did the D-Lo thing to have ammunition to go trade for someone. I don't know if that's always been Wiggins, mm-hmm. but I, I never thought they signed him for to have him for the long run. Yeah, clearly not in the end. I mean, I, I you do wonder though if you know if Clay had come back this year, would they have tried to see? what that that's, looks like? That's true. I think the Wiggins move is I think it's solid. It's funny I, when that first got rumored. I think it was it was a mixtape from Barstool. They tweeted out a picture of is that was it Wiggins in a in a Warriors uniform, and it was Harrison Barnes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's I think at the end of the day, I I think it's a better move for the Warriors, and maybe obviously it's good for the T Wolves. But even though I just I don't think I don't think Carl Anthony Towns really is a winner. So until he proves me wrong, I'll stay on that. Take. I mean, he hasn't won a game and since Nam, right? So. I, I can't really argue with that. Hey, I, I just, I just think he's, he's all about stats. Yeah, he puts up great stats. He's a good player, but mm-hmm. it's like to me, it's the Ben Simmons disease. <laughs> ben Simmons is an all star for the second year. I still haven't gotten over that. Oh, oh you my know, god! Those those Some rosters got overrated. picked. We we can touch on that at the end if you want. Um, so. We have the Sixers deal, and we have the Hawks deal. So the Hawks got Capella. Minnesota got Covington. I'm sorry. Minnesota didn't get Covington. Houston got Covington. Minnesota traded him. Four-team trade, 12 players involved. Capella, the, the whole thing with him, Ty brought it up, was the concern over the um, plantar fasciitis. Do you guys think with the Hawks – I mean, and, wait a minute, Ty, didn't your guy uh, Scal Labissier, didn't he end up uh, – he got shipped to Atlanta, I believe, too, right? Yeah, he did. But how, how do you feel about him, Capella, Collins – Trey Young, Herder. Yeah, how do you feel about those guys? Uh, Reddish. Basically, the Hawks just traded. They just traded for a bunch of guys that were going to catch lobs from Trey Young. That's, about, that's basically it. <laughs> Scal, Capella, John Collins, all three are just going to catch lobs. That's all they're going to do. So you're not impressed with them at all still? No, they still stink. I agree. I don't I, think I, I think I didn't. I was kind of surprised by the, the move, to be honest. Matt? I, I guess I was more surprised on it from the Rockets, and they just, what is that? Are they just conceding? Like, I don't think the move made them better. They do. They think they did because they so don't value just, the they, now, they don't value the now, center position. Now. So yeah. So I'm just so now they're just going small. That's that's the thing. Exactly. They just want. They, they, it's similar to Stevens' situation, how he likes to plan things. But we'll see how that holds up against a Lakers or you know Clippers team in the playoffs when those dudes literally have guys that just attack the basket at will and you have no exactly. rim protection. 
Exactly. I mean, and that's why we, it, they have they have zero now, right? I mean, it's PJ Tucker is like one of their best. Is, is Anthony, Anthony Davis is going to feast on him. Yeah, that's that's just going to guard him right now. I mean, I, so like, I like PJ Tucker, but he ain't guarding yeah. AD. The last deal is the is the Sixers. Um, Burks Robinson for the, the the three second rounders. We touched on that before, but the reason I wanted to save them for last is because we just heard um, before the six bucks the Sixers Bucks game. Charles Barkley absolutely torched the Sixers on the air. Uh, he's totally down to them, calling the Cleveland Browns of the uh, NBA. And I'm just curious, how do you guys feel about this move for the Sixers? Do you think it's going to solve anything really in the end? No, because Ben Simmons is on the team. Okay. Ty? <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just poorly built. They let Jimmy Butler go and replace him with Josh Richardson. That's just not good enough. I just yeah. – okay. And you guys know it. I've said it all along. I've said that they remind me of the Celtics last year. When you're a good – like, you look at the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks go on the road and win. The Celtics mm-hmm. have done that at times. Or have played teams they, really tough. They did it to the this Sixers team. Yeah, this Sixers team is like nine and like nineteen or something like that on the road, mm-hmm. and they get uh, and they get obliterated on the road. I mean, I, I think Nick, you and I were talking about it. The Sixers played the Heat a couple nights before the Celtics went down there, and or and the Sixers. I turned it on at one point. I was watching for a little bit. It was a close game. It was the third quarter. I turn it back on like twenty minutes later. The Heat are up 135 to 100. I mean, it was literally like a two-point game in yeah. the third quarter. And literally, they get obliterated. I went back quarter. and like, watched this, that. This, this is them. It was. I went back and watched that afterwards, and I was like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah, I had to go back and look at it. They, 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 man, there's total disarray. They have no one there to, like, wake guys up. They're just – they're soft, and at the same time, they, they, they have no chemistry with one another. Like We talked about Simmons and Embiid, and that's why, again, I had the you know Kai Carlin from USA Today Sixers Wire on earlier in the week, and he talked about how he, did, he feels like the Sixers are fine against the Celtics if you play them in the postseason, but he rattled off pretty much everybody else in the East that worries. I mean, he told me afterwards the Pacers do too. But if you listen, I, I don't know how any, any Sixers fan, based on what Kai's saying, how any Sixers fan is sold on this team because it's a lot of the stuff you're talking about, Matt. And then there, there were just other issues with that team. And then what, what happened with Embiid the other day where he didn't, they didn't get him the ball at all. And then him and Brett Brown are like saying different things after to the media, like Brett Brown saying, you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He was talking about like, he said the zone kind of screwed up Embiid or or whatever. Yeah. And then Embiid's like, if if you want to get someone the ball, you get him the ball. It's like, (laughs) <laughs> well, the, the, so problem, the problem is, the problem is, there's no leader on that team. There, nope. there is no leader. Yeah, and B is not a leader. Simmons is not a leader. Al Horford's a good locker room dude, but he's not a leader, right? Because if he was a leader, that whole Kyrie stuff wouldn't have happened. And that, and that's the difference. Look at the Celtics now. Kemba is a leader, and that's that's they they vibe off him. The Sixers really they don't really have that lead, that leadership, and they definitely have talent. That's why when Charles Barkley said they're the Cleveland Browns of this year, I'm like, he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not wrong. Got the talent, got the talent, got the hype, but they're just they're just soft. Yeah, they're definitely Cause, soft. Because good because good teams win on the road, and they just they're like the Celtics last year. Celtics last year could not win on the road for crap. Mm-hmm. Or 
the Celtics for last year, what I remember is, especially in the playoffs, right, after they beat the Bucs in uh, game one, you know, they literally, the next game, like, any kind of run that would happen, they literally would fold. And that's, like, what the Sixers do. And if mm-hmm. you're watching it right now on TNT, it's it, that run is starting to happen right now. Bucks are oh, up like ten. Here we yeah. go. Buckle up. I, this this game might be a sixty point game in in two minutes. But that but that that's what I'm saying. They're just so I just think they're soft. And Ben so Simmons Ty, is an all star, and that's crazy to me. Ty, next time yeah. on OMF, if Glenn did like so today when you guys were talking about the deadline, what, what was Glenn saying about the Sixers? Was he praising them at all? No, I just don't think we mentioned the Sixers. Okay. The next time he praises the Sixers on the air, can you please, please interject and call him out and tell him it's bullshit? And calls him, what, a good team? Yeah, whatever. Says they're like a legitimate threat for the Celtics. They're not going to be able to handle him because they're not going to face the Celtics. They're not going to get there. Well, I think he's always been saying, like, the only team they're not as good as is the Bucks, And they're a cute little team because they have no chance of beating the Bucks. Oh, no, no, no. Glenn's thrown the Sixers ahead of the Celtics the entire time. I Wait, know they, that. They, they might play each other in the first round. The Celtics and the Sixers? Yeah. Yeah, if they're three and six, yeah. That, yeah, no, it definitely could happen. Yeah, I don't think the Celtics will end up as the four. Um, but it wouldn't be something, though, if the Celtics ended up playing the Nets in the first round. Feed, okay. feed me, Kyrie. Let's uh, so real quick, just you know, we have so that's all the deadline stuff. The All Star lineup was drafted tonight. And I didn't realize it at first because I was uh, more worried about the other the, the so trades. And did stuff. they actually now? Question: Did they actually do this? Because I saw a, vi- a video of Giannis and LeBron. So they actually did it live this year. I guess so. They did it last year live, didn't they? Or was it the year before? Maybe no, no. Last well, whatever. The first year, maybe they did do it. I, I just remember the first year they did it. It wasn't live. You just got the roster. So you never know who got picked first. It was the year Al Horford was on the team. We were all like, yeah, he definitely got picked last. I think it was last year. I think it was last year that they did it. I think they did it live last year because remember that they did a trade? Didn't Russ get traded? Maybe. I, I, I honestly, my problem is these days, I don't even watch the All-Star game because it's such a joke. I won't watch it. So do you so, want to go over? Do you want to go over the? Uh... Yeah, yeah, no, we can go over. I always think it's interesting how they pick the teams, but I'm saying like when they actually play, it's not. It's not interesting to me because I I just know they don't play hard, which sucks. Okay, so here was the draft order, starting with LeBron. Went eighty to AD, Joel Embiid. Then LeBron went Kawhi. Giannis went Pascal. Actually, all the Eastern Conference starters went to. Giannis and all the Western Conference starters went to LeBron. Somehow worked out that way. James Harden was the last Western Conference All Star picked, and Trey Young was the last Eastern, last overall um, starter picked out of all this. Were you guys now, surprised now, do you by think either that, of those? Do you think that's a coincidence, or they planned it to do it like that? How, I mean, how does that work out like that? Where they did East West like that back and forth? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, is that how it works out? Like, they just. LeBron and Giannis, like, all right, we're just going to pick this, you know, the East and West maybe, starters. Maybe they team. talked about it like that beforehand, but I know. Who'd, who'd you say Giannis's first pick was? Giannis's was Embiid. Yeah, that's a st- stupid ass pick. <laughs> well, when I look at, I know there's at least two, two guys who are not. Ingram is on Giannis's well, team, and Tatum is on LeBron's. What? 
I think it, it, well, they announced they announced the starting lineups by by conference, and then the reserves are what is picked. No, no, because no, LeBron I'm... picked Kyrie last year. Yeah. Okay, so then I don't know what the fuck uh, Giannis is doing. Is he yeah, thank you. His, his, team, his team sucks. Like, like you're talking about, like just. I'm not saying the players. Oh. The way he he like crafted it is not a good. Dra- it was not good drafted. LeBron's first four picks are all better. Yes, than any thank of you. Picks. Yes, yes. <laughs> Who the hell would pick and be first? Yeah, when you have and Kawhi, Luca, they must have. He, he's got Kawhi. He can pick Kawhi. Why wouldn't you pick Kawhi? You idiot. That's what I I'm saying. No it idea. must be. It must be like a. It must be a thing where they just they just had this agreement to do it because again. Do you have to also? Do you have to pick starters in the first five? Yes. So, because I'm gonna say, the fact that Trey Young's a starter blows my mind too. We we don't even get oh, on yeah. that thing. That's bananas. But I was gonna say, so Giannis had Jokic, Tatum, Westbrook, Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, Donovan Mitchell, and like a handful of other guys more on the board. And his first pick for the reserves was Chris Middleton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's – it's like a buddy thing. Like, I know. It's his teammate, but come on, dude. No, like, so I wish they actually drafted it like they were, like, playing pickup. Because if for that's – money. Yeah, like, exactly. Because yeah. you're not picking Embiid first overall with your pick. Why the hell – like like Ty said, the first four guys on LeBron's team, his first four picks are all better than Giannis. It's crazy. The the two guys that are not there's four guys that are not with their conference essentially with their conference right now, Rudy Gobert and Donovan. Not sorry, not yeah, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, actually Brandon Ingram, then Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons, and I'm missing somebody here. Jason Tatum, Sabonis, Sabonis. Yes, Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons, and Sabonis are all on Team LeBron. If I was the captain. I would, I would refuse to pick Ben Simmons, even if I had to pick one of my last pick. I would just say, "Now nah, we'll play with like 10. <laughs> my team's on the court, bro. How is he an All Star? He, re- I'm watching him in this game. He sucks. I'm sorry. He does not do anything for me as a as a basketball player. Who's he's who just, you having? He's as just all-star. there. He's so, just there. Does it Jaylen bother you, Brown? I would take Jalen. Jalen Brown is a better basketball player than. Then Ben Simmons, I'm gonna say that right now. The fact. I'm not gonna argue with you. Yes. I'm not gonna argue. Who, with you. Yeah, he's dead. Anybody that he would stinks. say they would take Ben Simmons over Jalen Brown, you're an idiot. I'm sorry, you're an idiot. At this point, Jalen Brown has proven he can be better. But at the same time, I don't think I think it was tough to give this with where the Celtics were in the standings. They were number four in the East. To give them three All Stars, I felt like that would have been a little bit too much, don't you? I I, I get it. But I'm just saying, pick anybody over, pick Brandon Knight over Ben Simmons. I don't care. Would you give Beal? <laughs> you think Beal should have made it? See, I. I Ty, this I is what happens when he's out for like freaking five weeks. He has all this shit built up, and now he has to get it all off his freaking chest. <laughs> Unbelievable. Sorry. No, it's oh, you're good. I, 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 I have. I missed you. I have Jesus. A, oh, thanks. I have. I have a tough time with that because I like I like Beal a lot. I just mm-hmm. have a tough time. Like, that's why the whole Trey Young thing bothers me. Not that he's not a good player. It's just like, you're on a really bad team. You don't win. Really like, bad. you're not winning. So, like, what? Are we just, are we just going off? 
If you like, I guess it, it depends on what. What do you want the All Star team to be? The best? Are we talking about we're, we're taking the best twenty four players in the in the league and just putting them on display, or are we taking who's having the best season and their teams are doing well because of it? The rosters, by the way, are like a regular NBA size. They're only twelve. They're not fifteen. So. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they should just put three more guys on and just call it. And that way, there really is no snub. No, but that's the whole – see, that's the thing. It's the whole point is you have to have snubs in the courses. You can't just have everybody because then what's my, the point? My, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm with you. Because, like, Nick, here's my thing. It's like, it's like Devin Booker complaining, right, and bitching. Devin Booker, have you been in the playoffs yet? Have you? If you're an elite, if you're an elite player in playoffs. the NBA, you're a top 24 player in the year uh, in the NBA, are, are you – if you're that good, doesn't that result in your team being pretty damn good? Or, yeah. like, at least being the eighth seed in a conference and making a playoff? No. You know what I'm saying? Like, these dude, like, why are you pissed? What, because you average 27 points a game, but your team is, is 15 and 35? Oh, wow. Congrats. That's my issue with it. How long till we hear about Devin Booker uh, complaining that he doesn't like how things are going in Phoenix and he wants out and wants to go to Minnesota? Uh, soon. Soon. He's gonna, put all three of those dudes there. They'll probably be an eight seed in the West. Ty, do you think that would work out? So it would be Booker. Um, There's not enough basketballs on that team. D'Lo and Cat. That'd be fun. I'd like that. But <laughs> I'm not sure any team can win with Devin Booker being like get their like legit guy at yeah. Well, at practices, he wouldn't want to get double team. He doesn't want to no. like that. By the way, Ty, your guy Gor- Gorgie got traded. You saw that, right? I love Gorgie. I love him. Ty hates him. I just feel like he's always good for like two or three three-point shots off the backboard at every game. Yeah, that's my guy. He's like Andre Drummond. From like, from like the top of the key, he'll just launch him. Okay, so the, to end things off, I have a question for the two of you. <clears throat> Are you guys ready to do a show without me? Yes, that's really the question. <laughs> We'll just do it on Zoom. <laughs> zoom, Zoom. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right. You guys are going to go to the station. Wow. Unbelievable. All right. We don't well, need to. We're that good. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Uh, well, these two chuckleheads will talk to you guys next week. I expect the episode will be on Thursday. I was going to say my bulls are getting killed right now by 22. <laughs> to the Pelicans at home. The bulls? No, they're pretty good, man. You guys will hear from Ty and Matt on Thursday, I would assume, next week. And I will talk to you guys in two weeks. Good luck, you two. What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you know? I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be all right with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 